Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brooks Coleman Podcast. This is episode two, and today with me I have here Diana Bloom, who is our wonderful head counselor. So hello, Diana. Hi, Brooke. So how has your day been going? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, so far, so good. I'm enjoying the overcast weather. It makes, I think, everything easier, and the staff doesn't get so worn out, you know? Yeah, so... I don't really know what your job is here, so would you mind telling everyone and me what your job is? Sure. Um, So basically, my job is that I supervise the seven unit heads, Bonim through Halotzim. So I don't supervise the Yeladim unit head, and I don't supervise the Mahon director. So I supervise the seven unit heads, and I help them manage their units. So I'm a little bit of a coach, a little bit of a mentor, and I also do a lot of their unit logistics, you know, making sure that people know when their camp is and when their laundry is and when letter writing is and organizing unit. So you do a lot of the scheduling involved. Yeah. Well, I work very closely with Molly Levy, who's our programming director. So she really runs the programmatic part of the schedule, who's going where for Masha Hu, for example, and evening programs and tefillah. And I do more of the operational um, Letter writing, nikayon, checking, um, time off, OD schedules. Um, I work, I manage the Hofesh coverage, the mandatory optional coverage, more the like the logistical parts of whatever is programmatically happening in camp. Parent communication, counselor, staff, they write home to parents, so I kind of help with that. And, um, Luggage, making sure nobody has lost luggage, um, sort of fell on, lost and found, all those things that I think influence the camper and staff experience. Is it a hard job to keep track of a lot, all of those things that you said? Like, are you running around every single second of every single day? So um, that is a great question. I, I actually, in my real life outside of camp, I'm a productivity and efficiency consultant that I work mostly with Jewish nonprofits and I train organizations and individuals on how to manage their time and be productive and efficient and have a task management system. So it's really my wheelhouse. It's my strength. So I have a pretty solid system and because I've been in this position for eight years, very little surprises me. And I could tell you today probably what tasks I have in hand for three weeks from now. So I, I do a lot of running, but only because camp is big and I have a lot of places to be. But I have a pretty good handle on what is happening day in and day out. I have a pretty good task management system. So you said you've been here eight years, right? Um, so this is my eighth year as head counselor. It's my ninth year on staff this time. But I was also on staff when I was young, um, younger. Uh, my first year on staff was 1994. What did you do? So my first year on, so my husband, I should backtrack, Aaron Bloom, he was the, he came on staff, his first summer was 1992, which was also Bobby Harris's first summer. And he was a Boneham counselor for first session by himself with no co-counselor in B1A. And the Boneem unit head left after first session, and Aaron Bloom, with one session of experience, was made the Boneem unit head. Did he do a good job? He did a pretty good job because he was invited back to be the Boneem unit head in 1993, which is when I first met him. 
And so in 1994, Aaron asked Bobby if there was a job for his girlfriend. <laughs> so I came in 1994 and I was the health center assistant when the health center was in the staff dorms over by the Misrod. So that was my first job. And then um, Bobby asked me if I would take on the job of being the Kohavim unit head, which was the biggest unit in camp um, at the time. So in 1996, I guess, I came as the Kohavim unit head. I came back in 1997 again as the Kohavim unit head. And in 2010, I came back again as the Kohavim unit head with 120 campers, 22 counselors, and 14 machon, and however many specialists I've lost track. Um, and actually, many of the staff, first and second year staff currently on staff right now, were my Kohavim campers back then. Really? Yes. Oh. Do you like see, being able to see them? I, I love it. It's so amazing to me to see how they've grown and remember how I used to tuck them in at night and tell them to brush their teeth and check their fingernails. And I see them, I re- the ones that were homesick and would cry, and now they're helping their homesick campers. It's really, it's amazing. It's a really special year. Do you think that being a head counselor is kind of like getting honored in a way from being there for all those kids? I mean, I think it's an incredible privilege and an honor, and I feel gratitude every day that I get to do this job. I do believe I have the very best job in camp, Um, and it's super rewarding because the unit heads that come through here are learning really professional, lifelong skills, and then they email me and write me and call me years after to tell me how they apply they continue to apply the skills they learned as a unit head in their real life. So it's a, for sure, it's a privilege. Yeah. So is there, do you, have you ever had to take over a unit when like their unit head is gone, your counselors are gone? And if yes, what has that experience been like? Uh, so that's interesting. Um, when a unit head goes on a day off, they usually will put someone um, in the unit just to hold the walkie so that I have a way of communicating with the unit throughout the day. They're not in charge, but they're just my communication. And I can usually manage a unit through that person. Um, but yes, I've had to, I do Nikayon inspections and I've had to release people for their time off and I've had to go in and manage some camper behavior. And it feels good and nostalgic and it's nice to remind myself I think when you're in a leadership position, you there's a risk that you could forget what it's like to be in the position of the people that you're supervising. So I'm always really also I'm grateful when I have the opportunity to be a little bit closer to a unit and spend some time with that staff um, and remember what it's like to be a unit head. Never forget what that's like. And for unit heads to never forget what it was like to be a counselor or a staff person or a programmer, you know, anything like that, because you, there's a, something called, called a power paradox where the very qualities that you have that give you a position of power, you could forget those. You start to forget that you need those qualities. So I'm always happy to especially spend time with staff because I think that staff that don't know me well are often intimidated by me, not for me, but for the position. So it's nice to get to spend time with them and they're, they realize that I'm just a regular person. How many more years do you think you see yourself being at camp? So that's a really interesting question. I go back and forth about it all the time because right now I'm here with my, also with my kids who are in Kesher. And I wonder, especially 
I, I imagine that my daughter will want to be a counselor here. And I wonder what it would be like for her to have her mom as her boss. Mm. It wouldn't be the first time. Like Max Harris had his dad yeah. as his boss. So I have to figure out what's best ultimately for my kids. And that's always been my deciding. In my whole life, I make the decision on what's best for my family. That's my number one, what is best for my family. So I'll have to make that decision. But hopefully not for a while because she still has a ways to go. And I, I know my son will want to be a counselor at URJ um, SciTech, Six Point SciTech, because he also my goes there. there. Oh, really? What session? Second. Uh, all right. Gil, my son goes uh, the first two weeks. So they're not there at the same time, but he'll probably go that way. So he, I don't need to worry about being his boss. Um, so that's a good question. Yeah. And also most of my clients are camps who often ask me to come see them in the summer, which I, certainly I can't do, but I'd, I'd like to be here for as long as they'll let me, yeah. I guess, because it's my fountain of youth and it's like probably the most rewarding part of my year. Yeah. So do you think that Coleman is your second family? Like Bobby, Amy, yeah, Bobby, Amy, Justin Levy, who I've known a long time, Molly, all of the unit heads. It's it's. I don't even think of it as my second family. I think of it as an extension of my current family. And I see how my children have been raised here by their staff. You know, like they, like Amelia Epstein, who was their unit head last year, she was my daughter's counselor before that. And I, I see many of the staff that have influenced my kids and I feel like we're raising them together. My husband and I feel like we do a part and they do a part and I don't even know what my family would be like if it weren't for camp. So I don't even see it. You know, funny little interesting side note, when I got married almost 21 years ago, um, Bobby Harris signed my wedding ketubah. So my wedding contract is signed by Bobby Harris. So I feel like he was at the inception of my family, really. So I don't even see it as my second family. It's like it is my family. And the staff will reach out to me throughout the summer and share things that, like, my daughter has posted on Instagram or they see them at collage and they see them at regional events and they send me pictures like proud aunts and uncles. And I, we try to spend time together during the year as well. So it's, it's a family. I feel like it's one family. So the Camp Coleman shirts that say... Going to Camp Coleman is going home. Is that true to you? Oh, it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah, I feel like I'm, you know, campers say this all the time, but I feel like I am my most authentic, true self at camp. Like I get to be my whole, full self, because as an adult, I, when you go home to my real life, you have to be mature. Yeah, I have yeah. to be mature, and which is fine. I think I have to be mature here too. Um, but there's not as much room for silliness and there's not as much room for singing. And yeah, yeah I, I feel like the people that know me best and accept me for my flaws and my strengths are here at camp. And speaking of that, be, kind of being immature a little at camp, we have Mac. We don't have something really fun like that, like when you're at your job, unless your job is really fun. So like Mac is definitely that time that, all the staff, everyone, all the kids, every single person here gets to just have fun, let loose, and just scream and lose their voice. I already lost mine. <laughs> so I think camp is just a really great experience for anyone that just wants to let loose. I completely agree with you. It's an amazing place, and it's the place where, like, I get I caught up on all of the latest, like, slang and songs, and I have that, I think, rare experience that then when I'm home 
I do know what my kids are talking about, I think, in a lot of the ways that other parents probably don't know what their kids are talking about or referencing. So, yeah, it's a it's the most freeing place. And um, I just, yeah, I feel really, really grateful for Kent Coleman. Yeah. I remember one time I wrote my mom a letter home. It was the first year of camp, I think. And I said, every after every meal, we have to sing the beer cut on the zone. And my mom wrote me back, what is that? But, like, for you... You can, your kids totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. I think that Coleman can definitely be a family thing, which is why we have family camp. So are you involved in any family camp? No, I'm not. That's really a year-round staff uh, job. Um, So I've never been to family camp, but also, like, I live family camp. And my husband worked here for a lot of years, so we're all, we have a shared language at home. And, um... Yeah, I think that we bring camp into our lives. My my kids actually had a camp-themed B'nai Mitzvah. We had a rock climbing wall, and Lauren and Lindsay Davis came with Courtney Hirsch and ran the tie-dyeing station, and Healy Slackman, who was a song leader here years ago, she came and did the song leading, and um, the, all the Camp Coleman staff had an aliyah, and it was very camp, very camp. So And it's, it's truly a family. Yeah, like, I believe that. I believe that. We really care about each other, and it's the family we choose not the family we were given. So for many of us, that's even more important because we got to pick these people, you know, for ourselves. So, yeah, I'm glad you feel that way too, Brooke. I'm glad you feel like it's a family. Yeah, because I definitely know that my friends at school, they're not really my friends. My friends at camp, we live with each other for a month. They know everything about us. I mean, that's not creepy, but because we told them, because we have our trust. And I feel that when you're a staff member, you need to give people that trust in order to have a great year. Did you go to any camp as a child? Yeah, so it's interesting. I grew up at Camp Luema, which was a like a Federation Jewish camp in New Jersey. I'm from New York. I grew up in New York. And um, my first year on staff back here in 2010, I flew in. And the driver from camp came to pick me up at the airport. His name was John Shine. He doesn't work here anymore, but John Shine. And we were driving in the van on the way back from the airport, and he looked really familiar to me. And he said to me, did you grow up at a sleepaway camp? And I said, yeah, I went to Camp Luema. He's like, I was the programming director at Camp Luema. He was oh my, my programming gosh. director when I was growing up. And uh. his daughter, Karen Seagraves, used to be our head nurse, and she was one unit ahead of me at Camp Luema. Isn't that That's funny? Crazy. So he instilled my love of camp, and then now we were here at camp together. And then we've had so many people on staff, like, Scott Gelman and Daniel Reeser and even Cheryl Kornfeld, who's here right now, and Molly Levy, they were all in my original Kochavim unit when I was the unit head back in the 90s. So that's also interesting too, right? But yeah, I grew up at Sleepaway Camp and um, it was one of the greatest things that I ever, you know, I'm so grateful to my mom that she sent me to Sleepaway Camp too, yeah. So how was your camp different than Coleman? Or is there like no difference? Oh yeah, it was really different we had well first of all it was a long time ago so we didn't have um bunk photos or electronics or you know anything like that our parents just put us on a bus and w- nobody came to camp like the parents every kid came into camp on a bus their parents did not drive their kids to camp and um we also it was much smaller camp like i could stand on the f- field and see every girl cabin like it was very small and you could see everything really easily and it was a conservative camp so we, um, just from a Judaic perspective, it was a little bit more 
observant and conservative. Um, and just it was much smaller. And we had French fries for breakfast instead of hash browns. I remember that. That made like a really big impression on me. <laughs> and it was the first time I'd ever had like uh, grits. Also, I remember that. That was made a big impression on me. So it was just smaller and it was more regionally small. Like all the kids were mostly from Queens, New York. Um, so it was a lot easier to like get to everybody's bar, bar and bat mitzvahs. But also it was interesting because when we left camp, you just didn't see anybody again until the next year. Like we didn't have texting or yeah. everything was a long distance call. We didn't have Facebook. Like you just said goodbye and you cried and then you saw that you didn't hear from them again for like a year. Not like now where there's like a parent's Facebook page and the parents can like get you together with your friends. So I don't know that it was as different as much from a camp perspective as it was just different from a generational perspective. But yeah, it was it was a great life-changing time for me as I'm sure I hope it is for every camper. Yeah. So when you were younger or now, were are you involved in any of the Nifty SAR regional events? Yeah, so... Um, I live in Tampa, Florida, so it's Star. Star. Um, I'm not particularly involved, except when I'm hosting. Like if our synagogue is hosting a kala or something, then I'm hosting, of course. And I'm involved in terms of making sure my kids can get to all the events they want to get to. And driving them, uh, like this last LLTI, um, it was in Miami. And my son had a commitment at school to li- like late on Friday afternoon. So my daughter got on the bus with everybody else. And then my husband and I drove to Miami Friday night to drop him off at the synagogue right before they went home to their host families, because it was a real priority for us that he participate. And we were hopefully trying to get the message to both of our kids that like, this is what we value more than anything else. So getting them to where they need to be, getting them to their events, volunteering whenever our congregation shares in Tampa, Florida is involved in any way, supporting the youth group in any way that I can. And when I'm near an event, I I do try to go because, of course, so many of my colleagues from camp, like Molly Levy and Justin Levy, are low-tem, you know, well, she's in Atlanta now, but before. So I try to go to them, but I'm not really involved in terms of, not professionally. I'm I'm a mom. Do you think that, so you know the term a soccer mom? Yeah. Do you think you're a camp mom? Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that I am, yeah, I, I, you know, camp doesn't require so much of parents, really, as much as, like, a soccer mom has to be someplace every weekend, probably, or every, a soccer parent, I should say, has to be places, but, yeah, I think I am, it is a driving force in my family, like, everything revolves around camp for us, and, and youth group, and Jewish life in general, so I guess, if, if a soccer mom is like a Jewish mom, then yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. And so is my husband. I mean, we're both very much, um, we prioritize the, our, the Jewish life. And for us, Jewish life is camp life. So you would want future jobs to be with the Jewish culture? Yeah, well, I'm lucky because my, my, my job is consulting with Jewish nonprofits, camps, synagogues, Hillel's, federations. So I'm very lucky that my two worlds really meet. Um, and yeah, I, 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 my happy place is definitely working in the Jewish world. And because I grew up in New York and now I live in Tampa, what I also really like about my job is that it, I'm on an airplane a lot, which doesn't sound like something you would like, except that it puts me, it brings me to the Northeast a lot. So I get to like be back in also a Jewish community that like I grew up in, which is in the Northeast. 
So yeah, I, I think, again, I think I have the best job. All I feel right. really lucky. So I have one more question. Sure. Name five things that you love about camp. Five things. Okay, I don't have to cook. <laughs> I don't have to clean. <laughs> I don't have to drive anybody anywhere. Um, that sounds all very much about me. Let's see. Um, I love the freedom that everybody has to be their most authentic self. Um, and I love being outside because my real job puts me in front of a computer all day long in zoom calls or airports and stuff like that. So there's probably more that was very much about me. Those first three, but it's real. It's real. You know, not having to cook and not having to clean yeah. and not having to drive, uh, you know, chaperone or drive your kids to a million extracurricular activities is really nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming today. I really enjoyed this with you. So, Brooke, thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed spending this time with you. It's rare that I get to spend this much time with just one camper. And it's been a pleasure. And thanks. Thanks so much problem all right well thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you next time hi this is bobby harris i'm director of urj camp coleman every year camp coleman welcomes in hundreds of young people who spend their summer making friends and connecting with their jewish identities and also learning to do new things what you just listened to is a small part of our incredible community if you would like to learn more please visit www.campcoleman.org and be sure to subscribe to this podcast feed to hear more of the stories from our campers. Thank you and have a wonderful summer.